solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Good Saturday morning and welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka and we are talking savings investments in your retirement as always here on the Max Out Savings Show. Our show is about savings and investments, and our motto and our philosophy is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term, to save aggressively and invest conservatively. And we like to have everyone saving at least 10% plus the company match. And if you look, Houston is, I, I, wanted, I think it's number four in the nation for saving, about a... a just around 14% savings rate for 401k plans if you include the matching, which is one of the best in the country. I mean, it's just phenomenal, and particularly for diversified city. The other ones are San Jose, San Francisco, and I want to say Hartford or Greenville, one of the two, in uh, North Carolina. And, and, and so it's we, there's a phenomenal saving culture in Texas in general and uh, in Houston. And, and so... It, you always want to start with your qualified plan first and then and then work beyond that. And 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 one of the real reasons that we do that is it we try to basically idiot proof your savings plan as much as possible. And if you're just putting money into your plan every single month and you're not paying attention to it, it'll slowly grow and build up over time. So that's sort of our 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 philosophy. <laughs> it's the way we wanna we we way we 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 think you should do things, and particularly more and more, you're starting to see some real concern out there about the entitlements, the Social Security, the Medicare, Medicaid, uh, the disability, uh, and the different programs out there is whether we can afford all of this stuff. The answer is pretty clearly no, and deficits are now spiraling out of control. And so it's more and more important than ever to take care of your retirement, to, to build it up and understand in the future, more and more, you're going to have to depend on yourself. In Venezuela, they adopted socialism. It got so bad that the average person, I think, lost eight pounds in the country. It's just astonishing, uh, you know, what can happen when things go wrong in, in the world. The average person lost eight pounds, and that was because they didn't have any food. And and, and so things can go badly, and so you have to protect yourself, and, and this is just, you know, one way to do it. Uh, a couple things uh, came up this week. Actually, a lot. We lots. We'll talk about the markets, about savings. Uh, Warren Buffett released his letter. He had some interesting things to say, and people watch that. Warren Buffett's a great value investor, and and people, uh, you know, it, it always try to look forward to his letter uh, to the shareholders. And and uh, the a couple interesting things. He he wasn't quite as bullish as he's really been in the past. He really has really thrown down the gauntlet of bullishness on the United States of America, and, and it's just not there this time, which is interesting. A couple of the things, he he really addressed acquisitions of companies. Uh, he, he complained about the, the, the lack of well, uh, you know, well, reasonably priced uh, acquisition candidates, and uh, and he, he talked about the need to avoid debt, one of the big things out there. Uh, he, he said Warren Buffett looks to make a, one or two more big acquisitions uh, to increase their earnings, but they're having trouble finding uh, things at a sensible price. Uh, the uh, prices for decent but far from spectacular businesses hit an all-time high, preventing them from spending their cash. Uh, the, the He's built up about one point uh, 1.6, uh, about $116 billion, somewhere in there, in treasury bills at Berkshire Hathaway, and it, it, he can't find anything. And one thing, he said uh, that a, a debt-fueled purchasing binge by deal-hungry chief executives is making life very difficult. Price seemed almost irrelevant to an army of optimistic purchasers, Warren Buffett said. The ample availability of extraordinarily cheap debt in 2017 further fueled purchase activity. 
And he goes on to say, uh, the uh, uh, why he he talks about if Wall Street analysts or board members urge their brand or CEO of uh, that brand of CEO to consider possible acquisitions, it's a bit like telling your ripening teenager to make sure and have a uh, a normal sex life. Uh, the you know once the, once they see a deal, they they'll the, you know there's no lack of forecast that it'll justify the purchase. The uh, the investment bankers make huge fees, so they're going to tell you they're going to tell you it's a great deal, and pretty much they can they can manipulate the numbers however they want to make the deal look good, and, and he also points out uh, that the CEOs you, you know they, they're going to make a lot more money, so it just the whole thing feeds on itself, and so so uh, really the. It's hurting Berkshire what he's saying, but 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 what he's saying is there's just a complete deal frenzy on Wall Street that's out of control at, at, at prices and they're loading up on debt. Now the interesting thing that Warren Buffett talks about is they look at a deal based on an equity, which means if we want to do a hundred billion dollar deal, they run the numbers based on we put a hundred billion dollars in cash. They don't put in and say we're going to put twenty billion in cash and go have Wall Street raise eighty billion dollars in debt. And so they have a, a lower bar. I mean, he's more of a value investor like we are at Max Out Savings Advisors and doesn't like to pay up. But you have to understand, Warren Buffett's been running this company for decades and it's like 50 years, 60 years. And, and, and so most CEOs, you know, they have three or four years, so they have to get a deal done to grow the company to hit their bonuses. And so they're under a lot of pressure. Uh, whereas Warren Buffett tends to run the company for the long term. And this is one of the big things you're starting to see out there. You're starting to see some big institutional investors. Uh, BlackRock, I've seen some people, uh, some comments made, other ones, about are we running our U.S. corporations to maximize the long-term benefit of the shareholders or is there too much short-term hitting the earnings bogey, taking on reckless uh, debt levels to uh, to make acquisitions? I, I saw... Uh, uh, GE, there was a story in the Wall Street Journal, it's been about $25 billion on uh, buying back stock at $30 a share, and it's at $14. And, and so it, it was over $25 billion worth, and which pushed the price of their stock up, made things look better than they were. And, and so the problem you have is now interest rates are starting to go up. Things are starting to change. We've been writing about the newsletter. The the interest rates have really broken most of the long-term bull market trend lines that go back to the 1980s of falling interest rates. And so we clearly have a situation where rates are going up. And, 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 and the problem with the rates going up, that also means that your uh, – that your debt levels are going up as well. Uh, your debt levels, your debt service is going up. And, and, and one of the things that I've seen, uh, debt cor- levels for corporate America are 35 to 40% higher than they were at, at, the, at the last financial crisis, but, but the debt service is about the same. Well, why is that? And the reason is is because of the huge plunge in interest rates to record lows. And we, we hit the lowest interest rates in, in uh, the summer of 2016 in the history of of the United States of America. And actually, if you go back, it was really the, the lowest, we've seen the, some of the lowest in 5,000 years. They've never had negative interest rates in the world, except now. And, in, in, you know, negative interest rates are great because if you've got $100,000 in the bank for your savings, if the Fed goes, well, we're just going to give negative interest rates, so you're going to lose 1% a year, so they're hoping to push you into purchasing things. And, and, and so you, we, we have a situation in this country where the Fed, the Federal Reserve's strategy to boost the economy is to basically force people to spend more money and uh, take on undue risk and lever up their balance sheet to try to get the economy going. A better way to do it might be what Donald Trump is saying is, is to cut taxes and to uh, reduce regulation, encourage U.S. Com- discourage U.S. companies from taking their, their uh, factories overseas to jack up the profits, discourage companies from allowing Chinese companies to steal their technology, and if they are, then they should be banned from doing business in the United States, and with the idea of putting America first. Now, Donald Trump has come and done that, and it, it's, it's been very controversial, but we're starting to see the economy accelerate, and we think it's going to continue to accelerate some more. We, we've got a, a over a trillion dollar in tax cut, and we have about a $350 billion increase, $300 billion increase in spending over two years. We removed the sequestration. So we're starting to see the economy accelerate. And so we're starting to see uh, some really good things start to happen 
in, in, in the economy. In, but as the economy is starting to accelerate, we're starting to see wages go up. Uh, we're listening to a number of conference calls. And a lot of the conference calls, uh, you're getting uh, wages are going up. Uh, to a, in the energy sector, they're still cutting costs on drilling costs, figuring ways to reduce the cost of wells. Outside of the energy sector, we hear wage pressure, wage cost, uh, freight going up, trucking costs going up, uh, rail costs going up, uh, logistical costs going up. A lot of things like that, commodity uh, commodity inputs were higher. And those are inflationary overtones that we're seeing. And, and so we're starting to see that that shift. And, and Warren Buffett is kind of pointing out that the a lot of these people in corporate America are just way overpaying for acquisitions, an extremely expensive market here, and you just have to be cautious. We had a, a situation where the market fell 10% in a week or two, and a, a virtually a complete collapse. A, we, you know, we, 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 we've talked on the show that the actual acceleration from the peak was quicker than the crash in 87, which is very unusual. And now we'll see what it's going to do from there. But but it, it, it is a risky market. And it's interesting, one of the greatest value investors out there that tends to basically put on the pom-poms and cheer the stock market and every newsletter really toned it down this time. And, and so we'll... We'll see how much he he was he he was going, uh, but you know the he really likes the treasury bills. Uh, uh, we picked up some uh, two year notes for our clients recently, uh, but the uh, we have treasury bills, loads of treasury bills protect us from having to rely on funding sources such as bank lines and commercial paper. Uh, that they intentionally constructed a, a portfolio in the matter will allow comfortably withstand economic discontinuities, including such extremes as extended market closes, which is a very interesting thing to say. And and uh, yeah, that, that's an ex- this is a guy that typically you know shows up with red, white, and blue pom poms up there in this report, and all of a sudden is saying we've got 116 billion dollars worth of treasuries, and and. The uh, to avoid bank lines and commercial paper that could get cut, uh, in, in, to allow the company to withstand discontinuities, including extended, extreme or extended market closures. Well, what he's telling you is a couple things. He thinks that, he wouldn't be saying that if he thought there was some type of probability out there for that happening, and it's probably less than ten, more than ten percent. And the other thing is, he they want the cash available, so when people get in trouble out there, they can act quickly. What he's saying is, this is what Warren Buffett is saying. Ryan's telling me I have two minutes to explain it. Okay, what Warren Buffett is saying is, these fools in corporate America are loading up on expensive acquisitions, taking on a bunch of debt. We're sitting in $116 billion plus all our other cash and T-bills. We're waiting. These guys, there's going to be a crisis. There's going to be a problem. And when it happens, lines are going to be cut. Uh, companies are going to have to be sold. There's going to be panic. At that point in time, we're going to come in and we're going to buy these assets cheaply. We're going to let these fools run the prices of stocks up and companies up, let them load up on debt, and then when they get in trouble, we're going to take advantage. You should have the same idea in your portfolio. You're st- you should have higher levels of cash and be ready and waiting because it looks bad. It looks like, oh, no, uh, you know, we're missing out. But when this thing blows up, that's when you want to have the cash available to do things. And I think that that and Warren Buffett is saying the same thing. And Warren Buffett is the most successful value investor in the last 60 years. So something to think about. Tell you what, if you've got any questions or comments, give us a call at 713-339-1070 here on the Max Out Savings Show. 713-339-1070. We'll be right back right here on the Max Out Savings Show. If you've got savings and investment questions, Ted Gioka has answers. Call the Max Out Savings Show now at 713-339-1070. We'll be right back. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? 
At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos the companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. The Max Out Saving Show returns now with your host, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. We're talking savings investments in your retirement. If you've got any questions or comments, 713-339-1070. And that's what Rocky did. Hello, Rocky. How are you doing? Good morning, Ted. Uh, I... I suppose, like a lot of people, I've been looking for good value to buy, and the market is so inflated. But a glaring stock that comes out is General Electric. It has just plummeted, not just, but it's been over the yeah. last year or more. Uh, and it, it seems to be very low, like at 2010 levels. Do you think this is a a good buy and at this point, or is there maybe even a bleak future for for General Electric? You know, I tell you what, they, they've got real problems with the company. And two things, they, they got into financial services and over-levered the company. Uh, if it w- wouldn't have been for the Federal Reserve in 2008, it would have gone into bankruptcy then. This is the greatest industrial uh, conglomerate or in really industrial company the U.S. has had uh, in 100 years. And and it's just been mismanaged. Uh, they've also, a lot of the talk, Rocky, on you'd listen to these analysts and they would go, I can't figure out how GE's getting their earnings. And these are pretty sophisticated uh, analysts. And, and, and it was really, they, the, the, the quote you often heard was, GE's earnings are a black box. And, and so they over-earned for a while. Uh, I, I think in the $14, it, anywhere between probably 12 and 14, it, it's worth a shot, Uh they have a lot of debt. They're working down the debt now. Uh, they have big pension obligation. They put in some big things for pension obligations, and and we'll have to see. Uh, you know, I think there's better companies like United Technologies or something that that are con- that are conglomerates that are, that are uh, in better shape. I mean, you could take a shot at it in here somewhere in the 14s, uh, but it's going to take a while. Okay. Thanks a lot. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of debt in the company. Rocky is the problem, and and the question is, if they've controlled the uh, the the uh, write-offs, are going to have to take out of the disabilities unit, uh, the the long-term term care unit, uh, then they should be okay. Uh, we'll have to see. I, I I would think they're having problems with turbines and some of the other. I think that those businesses are going to come back. And I think you're going to see a lot more industrial spending. If that's the case, that should help them out. And if we're right about an industrial resurgence in the United States and probably Europe, then it, it should be a reasonably good buy then. And so you probably can pick it up. Well, it, I'm hoping maybe a Jeffrey Imelt uh, clone will show up and, and help out. Yeah, well, they you know, the, the, yeah, they the former CEO who did such a good job, but that was 
you know, decades ago. Oh, you mean you mean uh, Welch? Yes, Jack sorry, Welch. Yes, Jack, yes, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Emil's the one that messed it up. You know, Jack Welch was really the guy. He, 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 he did put together the financial thing, but he was really good. I, 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 I mean, this is sort of what this is what happens when you get too aggressive with financial engineering in a company. You get too aggressive with your earnings uh, engineering, and and you you don't pay attention to the long term growth. But yeah, it's probably. I I think you're going to see some recovery in some of their units. Uh, the Alcatron, Alcatron, I think I'm butchering the name. Uh, European deals really giving them some problems, but I think those things are going to start coming back. Okay, appreciate the uh, the insight as always, and love your show. Thanks, Rocky. Appreciate it. If you had any other you questions bet. or comments, seven one three 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 nine ten seventy. We were talking a little earlier about Warren Buffett, and uh, Warren Buffett's really coming down pretty hard on these CEOs that are buying companies. I'm not a big fan of buying companies because it seems like, I mean. Oftentimes, there's been good synergies. A company will buy another company. We 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 bought a comp, uh, one of our, our stocks. We bought was uh, Calgon Carbon last year, and it, they bought, they purchased a uh, a, a European uh, carbon units, uh, natural carbon, and in in it was a really good fit for them. So they bolt that you know they bolted on another thing. They grew the business. Uh, and, and, and we liked it, and we felt like these guys were going to be the real player in water purification. We, it got taken over. Uh, we were pretty happy with that. I mean, so on the flip side of it, if, you're, if your company's being bought, you'll like that. But a lot of these companies, you just get two groups, and they put the companies together, and then they uh, they basically just start, uh, you know, firing workers all over the place. And, and uh I mean, I, if it's done for a good reason, we're in Campbell's Soup, for instance, and they bought Snyder. And I, I think that's going to be, it's building up their snack food business and they're integrating theirs and they, there's some synergies there. I think those type of things help. But we're seeing too many companies really just, you know, take over companies for the sake of trying to do something. I, years ago, I, I knew uh, I knew some of the takeover artists and and. uh and matter of fact, I got a cartoon of one of them. My office was given to me, and the but they would. They, I remember the oil companies in Houston. Some of the takeovers here. Well, there was a lot of fat in those companies, and there was a lot of there was a lot of you know really dead wood, and they were run pretty extremely conservative, and were overstaffed. And the big one of the dangers of buying companies nowadays is the majority of these companies are. Very well run. It's not that they weren't oil companies weren't well run, but they weren't just really. Nowadays, these companies really overwork their workers. They they're just ruthless about giving raises or bonuses. They they don't spend to, for new plant and equipment. A lot of them don't spend for R and D. They're doing everything they can to just keep the 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 earnings going, and they're not planning for the longer term. You know, you always know Exxon is looking twenty five years in the future. The Chinese are looking twenty five years in the future, and we have too many corporate CEOs in this country. If they're not going to hit the earnings bo- bogey over the next two quarters, they're going to try to make an acquisition so they can cover it up, and then hopefully things are going to work out. And it's not always running the company for the long term. And we're we tend we'll own cl- stocks oftentimes for a long period of time, and 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 we don't want companies that are just running them for next quarter's earnings because we know one of the times they're going to do a GE and go right off the cliff, and it you know it's plunged for two or three years straight, and actually a decade straight, and and, and so. That's something you want to watch. A big failure this week, another levered blow up this week, which a lot of people haven't heard of, but it's a massive, the biggest insurance company in China, Anping, blew up. Uh, the Chinese government had to take it over. Uh, they own a lot of property in the United States, and it was just recklessly run and and too much debt. I mean, the story, you know, the road goes on forever and the party never ends with, with debt. And, uh, and so this is something you want to see. And this is... You know, the market kind of recovered pretty well Friday, uh, but we'll see. I mean, oftentimes after a bailout, you get a little bit of a, of a bounce up. We'll see what happens from here. By the way, we sent out our most recent Max Out Savings Report uh, this week. If you didn't get a copy of it, uh, just drop us an e- or email or go to maxoutsavings.com. That's maxoutsavings.com. You can also drop me an email at ted, T-E-D, at maxoutsavings.com. And uh, we'll put you on the list. The uh, the I, I, I was talking to 
sort of people at the office. And it's one thing if, 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 if you sign up for the list, it's better if you put your personal email address because sometimes the, the, uh, the, the uh, reports get caught up in the email, uh, the company uh, email or firewall that, that a lot of these companies have. So it's better if you put it on your personal uh, email. We don't. We're not going to bother you. We won't send you anything. It's a private list, and so don't worry about that. Uh, but that's generally the better way to do it because we get a lot of people saying, "Well, well I'm not getting it." We're like, "Well, we're sending it," so we send it again. And uh, but uh, so make sure it's it's uh, just go to the website maxoutsavings.com. It's maxoutsavings.com, and you can sign up for the free report if you need help with your retirement you're coming up on retirement or need help with your uh managing it that's what we do at max out savings advisors so if you need some help go to the website maxoutsavings.com now the a, a couple couple things is uh the with a lot of talk of social security and retirement and we we go through this when we talk to our clients and generally our philosophy at Max Out Savings Advisors is I try to keep things very simple for people because I think simplicity allows most people to follow a reasonable uh, a plan and stick to the plan. The more complex the plan is, the more likely it's going to fail because the more likely something in the plan is not going to work or something's going to be missed. And so you could you could uh, deal with failure. And so this is why we always say, look, start with your your 401k plan, put the money in there first, do at least a minimum of 10% plus the company match. The research says 13% savings over the long term gets you where you need to be for retirement. If you're behind, if you're over the age 50, you have to put away more money. And then so and then extra money from there, put it into a Roth or put it into a regular, uh, you know, just a regular savings account or buy a piece of real estate, something from there. But the first thing to do is concentrate on that 401k or 403b or 457 plan. And it's the same thing with retirement income. We, we, we try to look at it. We can run all types of scenarios, but we don't know the future. So we can run some different scenarios and we generally know where they're going to after running the Monte Carlo simulations where things sort of play out. Uh, over time, uh, the research says you can take out about four four point two percent per year out of your plan. Uh, the talk nowadays is with rates were at record lows when the money market was paying zero two years ago. Was that that might be the case? Now money market's up to about one and one to one and a half. It's going higher. Uh, you know, there's talk that the Fed funds going to be closer to two percent. So they can get up there, and then. What to do with Social Security? And in in a, a rule of thumb is is typically you can once you start with Social Security, it goes up about eight years till age seventy. So I mean, I'm sorry, eight percent every year. And, and, and so what that does is is that lets you. So every year you hold off. Uh, you you pick up another year of of Social Security. Uh, you pick up 8% more the next year. Now, what you run into is you say, well, Ted, let's just park the money and Bill put it in an account, and it's probably better that way. Here, the, the rub with this is, is we're not really sure how long you're going to live. Now, the average married couple is going to, about a 25% chance one of them lives to be close to 95 years old. And, and, even the 50% number gets close to 50. And so you could be looking at if it's, you know, between 65 and 95 is 30 years, 25 or 30 years. And so nobody runs out of money when they retire at 65 and, you know, at 70 years old. They, they tend to run out of money at 80, 85, 90 years old. And so those were the problems come in because, because people, and keep in mind, we've had high interest rates uh, for a while, and now we're having low interest rates, and so it's even tougher. So our philosophy is you want to, you want the later you can delay Social Security, the higher it is going to be over the long term, and you're better off doing it that way because that's where you're more likely to have a problem in, in, in the fu- is way out in the future. And so, uh, you know, if, if, for instance, if if you decide to take Social Security, at uh, 63, and it's like, you know, and you make it to 70, uh, and you don't make it to 70, 
you did the right thing taking the Social Security. But if 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 you take it early and then live to be 90 years old, you made a bad decision. And, and so the thing is, is if you don't make it to 70, your income, your cash is going to cover. So it didn't make any difference anyway. And so this is why, again, we try to keep things very simple to help you out to kind of get you through these type of situations. And, and so typically you want to try to delay your Social Security into closer to 70. And then remember at age 70, you're going to have to start taking money out of your your plan, uh, your required minimum distribution. And so that's a better time for most people. And it sets them up much better for age 80 to nine, 85 to 90 to 95 years old for, for planning. And, and, and again, what we want to do is we want to prevent failure. And this is just another way to do it. So something to think about for, for your retirement uh, when you take a look at it. Uh, tell you what here, we're coming up here on a quick break, and uh, if you haven't signed up for our free newsletter, the Max Out Savings, where we write about the, the market here, uh, really I think you have to have a defensive plan in place uh, after what happened. Uh, I, I think that was a real warning sign. Things are changing. Inflation is starting to accelerate. Wage growth is accelerating. Uh, input costs are accelerating, which is more inflation. The economy is starting to pick up stream. So we're moving from a, a deflationary economy to more inflationary economy. It's a long-term process, but things are changing in the market. And so this is something we want to take a look at. Anyway, if you got any questions or comments, uh, 713-339-1070 here at the Max Out Savings Show. That's 713-339-1070. We'll get your questions answered. We'll be right back after this quick break. I was born and raised in Texas, and it means so much to me. And though my girl comes from down in Georgia, the Max Out Saving Show with Ted Gioka will return shortly. To speak with Ted Gioka now, call 713-339-1070. Back in a moment with the Max Out Savings Show. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of the morning show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos the companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Saving Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to maxoutsavings.com to set up an appointment. That's maxoutsavings.com. We return now to the Max Out Savings Show. Here's Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka, and we're talking savings, investments, and your retirement. Uh, the a, a couple of things we we're talking earlier about the Social Security. So you can the your 
Retirement, you first take Social Security at about 62, but understand you're only getting 70% of your of your Social Security. And typically, you know, you it doesn't you, you don't need as much then. Better off, again, the answer, wait till 60 to 70. You know, you're, you're about closer to 67 is when you're 66, 67 is when you're getting your full retirement, uh, Social Security retirement, depending on your age. But um that's that's kind of the situation. I, I really think you want to uh, uh, do what you can to, to to delay Social Security as long as possible. And one of the things we really find for our clients, a lot of them just like working. They're not too concerned, and and so they 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 can work in their seventies, and, and generally they have more money for retirement. Then they haven't pulled down their Social Security is bigger, and their their retirement nest egg is bigger. So overall, it's better off to delay. I haven't really heard anybody. Uh, sometimes people just are sick of the job and stuff, and 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 they just want out, and and so uh, uh, understand that. And and the other thing is, if you know you you just you like working and just you don't mind working for another couple of years, sometimes it's not it's a lot easier just to continue working than if you have to work and feel like you're stuck to your seventy or whatever. I wouldn't take that attitude. Once you get into your your sixties, if you really just don't like the job, find something else. And just maybe take a little less money, and, and but but continue to put away. That's that would be my advice, and do something you enjoy later in life. Uh, it, this is what we we find make people much happier. Uh, what else do we have here? The you know we were talking earlier about the uh, the, the buybacks. I, I I mean the the we've been a big you know critic of the corporate buybacks loading up on debt. Warren Buffett is saying the same thing. We don't think rates are going to just skyrocket. When I say inflation, we're not looking at 6% inflation, uh, you know, next year. Uh, you know, it, it's, it, you know, once inflation goes over two and a half to 3%, three, it, and you start getting your 10-year, it pushes the 10-year above 3%. We're at about 29 a little underneath it right now. Uh, it hadn't been that way in a while. If we go above three, it's going to cause more. It's just going to be a slow, slow process. The danger, if you if you really study inflation, inflation actually it kind of goes two, three, three, four. You know, next year it's five. Next year it's maybe six. And all of a sudden, it just explodes to fourteen percent sometime in the future. If, if we we I did a study of I did a study of hyperinflation a number of years back, and I was surprised it was not a linear line. It really just exploded. I mean, it it would kind of go up some, and then just something would happen. It would spiral out of control. And you look at places like Germany in the 1920s and 30s, really 1930s. And if you look at what happened in uh, Venezuela, uh, a lot of places. And, and, and so this is the big danger, and we have to do something about our entitlements. But if you got a question or comment, give us a call at 713-339-1070 here on the Max Out Savings Show. 713-339-1070. I have to say, I've been getting a lot of people talking about the school shooting, and you know, I don't know what to say on it. <laughs> don't look at me, Ryan. Uh, the uh, I, this is a couple thoughts. Uh, I think the idea of having teachers, if they have a, a go to a course, can have a concealed carry in the school is a big deal. Uh, one of the things that's really starting to come out, and and by by the way, it was at that first big school shooting in Colorado that the same thing happened, where the police stayed out and then the shooter just kept shooting. And if you look in this one, the police froze for whatever reason and didn't go in and initially and then we had teachers storming in to try to protect their students unarmed went right at gunmen unarmed to protect their students and and so the idea that that teachers shouldn't be armed where you know i mean it's their kids and uh and I think that's important. I mean, the remarkable thing about this thing is just how many times there was warning upon warning upon warning, and it just all failed, and, you know, sometimes things happen. And I think we'll see a package of things coming through uh, on it. I, I Really, some, some restrictions I think we're going to see. Really, I think they need to work on mental health issues. Clearly, this should have been handled ahead of time. I mean, uh, and it wasn't, I think, more money for mental health. I mean, this is a huge problem in this country that's not being addressed. Uh, and, and, I, and I think it's it, the, the other thing that, that, that was shocking about this is, is, you know, we started out with the Russian, you know, the Russian influence. What this is really uncovering is how small groups of people out there at the— rush in and try to control things using the internet, using bots, 
using uh, different types of, of programs to try to create a false impression of what people want. Uh, you know, one of the things was the NRA, uh, they have different types of special deals for NRA members with different companies. Well, all of a sudden, the, the, these websites and these companies are besieged by emails and they're besieged by Twitter. Their Twitter accounts and Facebook are besieged by people, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of people suddenly calling in out of nowhere and, uh, saying that they need to dump the NRA immediately. And look, most people didn't even know who was doing business with the NRA. How did this happen? And what this is, is this is all artificial fake news. And something interesting happened with the, uh, I think it's the FCC, uh, Federal uh, Communications. It had to do with the with uh, the Internet net neutrality. And so they had a comment center. So you could send your comments in, your emails in, and they would get... The, they went and reviewed the comments, and I don't remember the number. It was 40 to 60% or more of the comments were artificial, artificially created emails that, that were, were basically bots that were writing e- artificial intelligence emails. This is a true story. This is true, Ryan. You don't believe me, do you? Uh, no, no. Okay, it's true. It actually happened, and, and they were shocked when they analyzed really sat down and looked at it and they analyzed what was behind these emails. There was very few real people commenting, hey, I believe this. It was a lot of artificially and created stuff. And what's happened is people are, are now weaponizing that technology to go after different groups and create this artificial sense of outrage, artificial sense of we need to do something when it might not really be there. Where most people look, if, you know, if someone wants to give a, you know, a discount to NRA members or something like they're giving discounts to soldiers and probably everybody else that asks for a discount. Nobody really cares. They're concerned about making sure guns are safe. And, but so they're creating this artifice in, in what, what the, the Russia story really uncovered was is how we have small groups of people out there plotting to create an artificial sense of what is really happening, a fake news a fake narrative, and that's extremely dangerous. And and this is something that it's going to be increasingly hard to deal with. This we need to understand. It's one thing if I call up and complain about something. It's another thing if I sit there and put together a little robot army and have someone besiege the company with ten thousand emails or five thousand emails. All of them, you know, I could easily do. I could easily get a program out there probably right now. That could that could I could create it, give it some different email suggestions, and it it sends out five thousand slightly different emails to the company, and the company goes, "Oh my God, five thousand people just came in." No, that was me creating that false narrative, and this is one of the the challenges of our time. We need to understand what is real in this world and what is fake in this world, and it's becoming increasingly hard to tell, and and, and so understand. Uh, you know, some pretty bad things happen down there, and we have to look at. And the second, the second thing is, I won't even get, the you know, the the, the uh, well, we won't even go there about what CNN did, but, uh, but understand. And this doesn't just. This is not a matter of oh, I support gun control or not. This is this. It's it's it, yeah. Understand. This is not just going to be used for gun control. It's going to be used for everything out there. It's going to be un- used for if if well, if I want to vote Democratic Republican. It's going to be sh- should we have. Uh, should we allow uh, pay for college education for kids? Should we have health care? Should we have this? Everything out there, these people are going to buy these bots, and then they're going to buy these programs, and then these bots are going to start sending out fake emails, fake Twitters, fake Facebook posts to people, and it's manipulation, and that is the key. And so the answer, this is the key to me on the Internet, in my opinion. The key for Twitter, Facebook, Google, and all the rest of these people is your job is not to censor what I say. Your job is to is to make sure that if I get an, if someone gets an email from me that it was written by me, sent by me, and not put together with a bot that they stuck my name on the bottom of it. And that is the key. So the fake news is not about whether I say something you disagree with or not. It, the, that the fake news is about are these is are these real people saying this thing or is this a creation out of out of the internet and it's it's much bigger. I mean, one of the most fascinating things in the world today is really what's happening in the internet, the development, the driving of people, the driving of personality, the driving of of a public opinion on the internet. And 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 
and and it's in most it's, some of these people are way way ahead of you and me and even Ryan over there. Uh, she's on her thing now, of trying to find the bot thing so she can expand her influence. Ah. <laughs> uh, all of a sudden, her Facebook is going to be filled with people agreeing with Ryan. <laughs> Thousands of new followers. But anyway, so anyway, something to think about. Uh, have you got any questions or comments? This is the last segment of the show. Uh, a, f- a few thoughts on the market. Uh, the um, the. As, as the S&P 500 in the in the Dow late Friday went above the 50-day moving average. And, and, and we've, we we talked about this, and, and we're really not a technical show uh, or technical analysis stock show, but I want you to understand there, this is, again, artificial intelligence. Everyone's – the artificial trading programs, uh, logarithms uh, out there, they're all looking at this type of stuff, and they're all – study in it. So their trading programs are hitting buys and sells based on this and their hedging programs more importantly. And so the market when it first broke through the 50 exploded down to the to the hunt to the 100 almost immediately and the next day went to the went to went under the 100 and the reason why it did that was it was because it closed under the 50 and the minute it did that the trading programs all over Wall Street kicked out sells and it went to to the under the 100 and then ultimately went to the 200 qu- quicker quicker than off the peak in 1987 and this is a worry here and, and this is something we talked about so now that it's above the 100 above the 50 day it, it's sort of like an all clear for people and people are going to start coming in we'll have to see if, if it's going to hold here uh, I, I think some of the, the the things in Warren Buffett's letter today is going to be maybe somewhat of an eye-opener for some people on, on really the valuations uh, you know, when you get this, uh, he really, it's his criticism of, of takeovers by corporate America. So we'll have to see how this plays out o- over time. The um, gold is has moved up. If you look at gold, it really bottomed in December of last year and is, has made an, a, a pretty nice move up uh, since then. And it sold off some in this last correction, but then... It's starting to jump back up again. It it actually zoomed up when the, some of these inflation numbers came out, and 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 so it's actually performed pretty well uh, in in the market in here. And and I think this this goes back to we're seeing more inflation. You're seeing that slow, very slow shift to more of an inflationary world. Uh, the bonds. One of the things we talked about in the bonds was in this correction, what was unique? And again, we talk about this shift in the max out savings report. One of the things in this shift, the most recent, every single time the stock market is sold off in the last decade almost, I mean, not, it's been pretty close. Correlation is the market sells off. It goes under the 10, the 50 day, 100 day, boom, bond yields sell off, uh, bonds prices rise. And, and that didn't happen this time. When the market, after the market peaked in, uh, where's my chart here? The market, the market peaked right around the end of of of, uh, of January, and yet the, it was it was two point two seven approximately on the ten year, and it just kept going, rising all the way up to two point nine five recently. So interest rates kept going up, which means bonds kept falling, which means they were they were no longer they are now correlated with stocks which, again, is a negative because there's a number of other trading programs called risk parity programs that are all playing when one goes down, the other goes up, and they make money that way. That's not working. And so, again, the character of the market is shifting. When the stock market sells off, rates keep going up. And this is something we want to continue to watch uh, and, and see what's happening. But, but, again, it correlates more with a more of an inflationary world than what we've talked about on the max, in the Max Out Savings Report and, and for our clients is we're making a shift to a more inflationary world. We're making a shift from financial engineering. What did Warren Buffett's uh, letter, shareholder letter he released today talk about? Uh, he talks about companies paying ridiculous prices for, for, for companies here. That's the financial. That's the, We're making from a financial world where companies buy other companies, uh, sell off a bunch of assets, move the move the 
the assembly lines to giant fire workers and take on a bunch of debt to more of let's grow the company internally, let's put the factory in the United States, let's give our workers raises. We have more demand. There's big demand for product. The economy is starting to accelerate from a 2% growth rate up to a 3 a 4 maybe a 5% growth rate. Oh, we need to buy more stuff. Prices are going up. From the financial economy, which Warren Buffett criticized today, to the real economy of jobs, plant, equipment, and growth. And that's exciting, but it's not as bullish for the market. So you want to continue to have that defensive plan in place. If you need some help, go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. That's maxoutsavings.com. And you can sign up for our free newsletter. Uh, We write a lot about this. We write about all types of interesting things in the report, Uh, how to handle sudden wealth, uh, what to do with with your retirement, uh, what, uh, how to save money, how to build up wealth, how to, how to, uh, you know, what type of strategies to use to save more money, and uh, what's happening in the world, our outlook, more inflation. What we, are the banks going to fail in the next thing? Probably not. We said in 07 some investment banks were going to fail. Very controversial. This time it's different. And we write all about this in the report. So go to our website, maxoutsavings.com, and you can sign up for the free report. It comes out once a week, uh, once a month, and uh, we don't bother you with it. it. We sent it out last week. If you didn't get it, now's the time to, to, to sign up for the report. Uh, just go to our website, and you can also sign up for a meeting with me if you'd like, and I'll sit down and show you how we manage money at Max Out Savings Advisors using our value investing approach to the stock and bond market. So if you need some help, go to the website. I'd like to help you out. Uh, and you can also email me at ted, T-E-D, at maxoutsavings.com. I hope everyone has a great weekend. We'll see you next week right here on the Max Out Savings. I actually see sun out there. Wow, what? That's, that's, that's amazing. This has been the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Join us next Saturday at 10 a.m. for the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka on AM 1070, The Answer.